0: This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. My name is Trader Nick. My real name is, of course, not Trader Nick, but let's just go with that. Of course, joined by Senior Market Analyst Ed Moya. Ed, how are you? I think you could call me Exhausted
0: Ed. There's been so many headlines uh, to cover. I mean, we're, we we have a a little bit of a schedule, but I mean. W- we also had some impressive Japan GDP numbers. We had a Russian emergency central bank meeting. Um, I think uh, the list goes on and on. big earnings from Home Depot, but uh, let's uh, let's get cracking and uh, let's uh, kick this off.
1: Yeah, no, and uh, for those of you guys who are newer to the podcast and haven't been listening for all of these episodes, uh, Ed of course makes appearances on television. He's you know he's an analyst for for a major brokerage, so of course he's in the thick of it with these news events, and I get to come on here fresh and ask him a million more questions. So today we have a couple of things that are really pressing and important uh, news that kind of w- was especially market moving. Of course, the one that is kind of uh, the most fresh at the time of recording this is retail sales and core retail sales out of the United States here, uh, which topped estimates by a good bit. We saw a pretty resilient you know, retail spending uh, as of the most recent reporting. I want to start there, Ed. I know we have a lot of different things to go through, so I guess we can kind of just go back and forth rapid fire and give your take on what it is. I'll give them a little bit of mine and we can just keep going from there. What do you think on retail sales? Is that really that meaningful here today? I mean, obviously we saw the dollar react pretty quickly to it um, and has since reversed. So, you know, it's questionable whether or not that that news was really sticky and impactful or something else came along the way. What do you think on retail sales?
0: I I think overall um, it it did come in um, um, better than expected. I I think when you uh, take a look at the whole report, um, you also, I think what stands out too is we've had uh, upward revisions um, to the prior months. And and for the most part, there was uh, broad gains, which obviously was going to be influenced by Prime Day uh, online and press. Clothing retailers too, um, and and I think overall, you know, there's there's you know some some people are thinking, wow, the, that consumer spending um, could be um, really heating up here, uh, but but I, I think when you take a look at it at a whole, um, there's still expectations, and I think why why we saw some of that you know dollar move faded is we are going to be seeing a weaker consumer, and we're probably going to still see um, that. You know, the impact of these Fed rate hikes are are definitely going to um, lead to higher credit card bills, higher, um, um, I think, a much more tightening lending standards. So we, we are going to start to feel the pinch a little bit more end of Q3, Q4. So I think there's, there's still expectations the economy is still going to weaken. Um, but obviously, you, you do have... Whenever we see, uh, you know, a key report that shows economic resilience, this is going to feed into the GDP component. Um, so I think there's going to be expectations that, you know, Q3 is is, is uh, still going to be healthy and, and show growth, which is, is going to, you know, I think, some for some that are calling for a recession, um, going to push back some of those calls. And I think there's there's a consumer that is resilient. There's probably good reason to expect as long as the labor market remains healthy, um, you know we'll, we'll probably see see um, softer reports going forward, but um, you know, not, not a, a complete meltdown, which um, is probably why a lot of people are still remaining optimistic for the, the U.S. soft landing calls. And that's why we're, we're probably still seeing markets are only on the fence about one more quarter point rate hike by the Fed. Um, it's not like we're looking at much more.
1: Yeah, and and again, we've uh, we've made this point in the past on the podcast, just about how you know the uncertainty of further rate hikes really drove the dollar higher last year. This year, we've kind of seen the opposite. Um, you know, speaking of the dollar, uh, we we of course have had a really really strong dollar uh, the last few weeks, and. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's like, as you just mentioned, there's only kind of forecast for one further rate hike expected and recession fears, at least from Jerome Powell's viewpoint, he doesn't think that we're gonna see a uh, recession. Uh, but as you mentioned, some cooling reports in the future could cause some, some drawbacks there uh, as well. Uh, Ed, you mentioned that there's several things that we could talk about here. Uh, you know, you mentioned Japan. Of course, we also had the Canadian CPI numbers this morning. We had out of the UK, we had jobs numbers. I want to actually let you pick. What, what is most pressing? Do you think? I guess mostly to the to global markets, currency markets, things like that. Uh, between the three: UK, Japan, Canada. What's most meaningful here today? What's really sticking out to you on the desk?
0: I, I think the if you had to rate which you know. Um, macro theme is is probably gonna hold the most weight um you know china's gloom you know outweighs everything right now um but for the purpose of uh the the questions you outlined there you know the uk wage data is that was pretty impressive i think that um for for a lot of traders this was, uh, you know, record wage growth. I mean, that's going to keep the BoE in hiking mode. Um, I think it really vindicates the hawks that were calling for that half-point rate rise. And there's some banks already making, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, a case that, you know, the next meet, it shouldn't be, you know, quarter-point rate hike in September and November. It's, you know, possibly should be just a, a you know, half-point rate rise uh, for September. So I, I think what we're going to see you know, the, the economy for the, the, the UK economy still has a tight labor market. And what we're noticing is, you know, companies, they need to pay up. Um, so this, you know, this is, um, also when you take a look at the rest of the report, you know, unemployment rate, um, rise, you know, that's because there's more people returning to the workforce. So, um, this, this is hot wage data. This is going to, um, I think, um, Keep the markets um, anticipating that you're you're going to to see some, um, I think, wage pressures are not going to ease anytime soon. Now, uh, what's going to happen for the rest of the economy? There's lots of other factors. Um, I think, you know, one of the other big themes uh, of the day – we're starting to, to, to really see some um, you know big moves here with net gas. European uh, gas prices uh, surged again, um, up almost twenty percent, I think eighteen. Um, as you know, uh, it, it looks like w- the labor dis- discussions with uh, Australia's um, group is 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 not leading to any breakthroughs. So um, that could lead to uh, you know. A, disruption of 10% of the, the global LNG exports. So that's going to crush Europe. Um, so um, I think it's important to, to stay focused on the uh, energy side of things. And, um, you know, I, I think I, I do want to give, you know, the, the Canadian CPI report some do. Um, whenever you see an inflation report rise above the target range, that, you know, draws, you know, attention. And, uh, you know, today we saw uh, Canadian CPI, um, you know, rally uh, more than expected. And uh, th- this is going to, you know, keep the Bank of Canada on, you know, tightening watch they're you know, people were thinking maybe they were done a 3.3 reading, you know, well above the one to 3% range, you know, they have, the, they, they're probably going to and see i think some signs of uh economic resilience here but what's what's kind of downplaying that report is we, we did see some um weakness in the core readings so we're not necessarily that's why you're not getting a, a big move higher here uh for the loonie also you throw on what oil oil prices are are tumbling um a lot of that is attributed to you know the oil market was very tight. That's been heavily priced in. China's gloom, though, that is, I mean, that industrial production data. They had to be proactive with a rate cut uh, before we got, um, you know, um, um, you know, those three key readings. So this is this is a this is a busy day, um, and I think we're we're probably going to see a, a lot of traders are are going to look to see if uh, does risk appetite, you know. You know, eventually get knocked down here, um, and if so, you know that could lead to further dollar, 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 you know, safe haven flows. But right now, I think you know people are still kind of um, still hoping on that soft landing. So we'll we'll see what happens over these next few months.
1: Yeah, I think what you mentioned about uh, China being so impactful for for uh, you know a lot of. of- market participants, gold is oftentimes a, a very commonly spoke about, commonly talked about, or looked at asset. Well, gold and silver, uh, just to follow up on that, that uh, you know, the news out of China, that disappointing slew of news that we've had, it's, it's been a trend recently, um, has really put pressure on the metals market. You know, and we, we've we talked about, um, you know, we, we often talk about how important the energy market is, as well as just, you know, in terms of China, uh, many people, you know, overlook China, we've talked about that a little bit on the podcast before, but just knowing how important it is, especially to things like the metals market, when China is a lead exporter, we, we of course, have seen that slowdown has had a direct, uh, you know, uh, uh, Pressure on the metals market: gold trading down to uh, actually this morning we we dipped just briefly below the 1,900 mark, um, and silver trading down, of course, as well. These are these are fresh lows, uh, fresh several-week lows on uh, both gold and silver, which I think is a really interesting. You know, it's an interesting market to to take a look at. Similar to how kind of oil um, can sometimes be, uh, you know, an indicator of, of recession fears or or lack thereof. Uh, of course, it also is impacted heavily by what OPEC is up to. Gold and silver can act kind of as that way as well. You know, the demand for uh, just commodities in general can be a very, very important thing uh, to talk about, which is why we so often circle back to, to kind of cover these things going on. You also mentioned something there, Ed, that I thought was really interesting about the pound. Um, you know, the pound found some support uh, right around the, you know, for, for those pulling up their technical charts off the daily. You know, we, we've sort of put in this double bottom right around 1.2650 uh, and have been have been pushing off of that here today. We talked a couple weeks back when CPI numbers came out of the UK uh, less than expected, showing some some. Perhaps some cooling going on there. Uh, the pound really took a dive because for a while you had cooling. Uh, you know, Federal Reserve uh, looking like they were going to back off, and then not so much from the Bank of England. That was when the when the pound was just shooting straight to the moon. We stopped seeing so much bullish pressure when that CPI report came out uh, less than expected at the UK. Perhaps seeing some relief there in the inflation department. But today's number kind of opens up. I think from your your point there with um, with. What we saw out of UK jobs, right? Uh, a competitive labor market like that could very well kind of resume that overall upward trend that we've talked about here uh, for the, fa- the the past few months. You know, if you scroll out on the on the daily or the weekly chart of the pound, it's had a pretty strong year this year when compared to um, you know 2022. It is kind of interesting to me, Ed, and I want to ask you about this concept where we're seeing some central banks. Not seeing the same come down that the U.S. is has in in areas of inflation, is there perhaps with the dollar strength that we've had recently, uh, perhaps reaching kind of an extreme? Is it possible that we see some dollar retreat, and that some of these other central banks that are not so, um, you know, not seeing as much progress, is there a a possible continuation of that trend we've seen so far this year? What do you think on on that? Just kind of in the currency world specifically.
0: I, I think for currency traders, um, what they, you know, should also be paying close attention to is what's happening with fixed income. Um, we're, we're seeing yields are, are rising, real yields, um, uh, in particular. Um, I mean, today, today, the, the two-year yield rose above five um, percent. It has pulled back from there, uh, but I mean, this is, you know, this is uh, something that's making. Treasury yields a lot more attractive, and I, I think what we're starting to see is where the money is going. Um, you know, we're, we're having a lot more issuance. It seems that the Treasury is not having any difficulty uh, really uh, uh, meeting those those new benchmarks that they set. So, so I think we're going to probably see <clears throat> um, as the global growth outlook you know evolves. Um, China has been a big surprise. Uh, people were expecting stronger numbers. Um, will that help Europe's inflation battle? Possibly. Um, but I, I, I feel that you know the biggest moves are not really going to be driven by I think these rate hike expectations. I mean, if we're talking a quarter point more in rate hikes by the BO, by the Bank of Canada, by the Fed. Not going to move the needle. Uh, you know, if we're talking half a point to 75 basis points for the BOE, not so much. I, I think what's really going to drive the market is growth. Uh, I think we're going to become a little bit more fixated with that, and I, I, I anticipate that uh, the soft landing is for the U.S. Is going to be difficult to argue against over you know these next couple of months. So you know tactically um, you know there's there's a good reason and based off how the market was positioned, I mean everyone was betting against the dollar. It seemed that that was becoming a consensus trade. So we could see some short-term dollar strength and then eventually um, we'll have to see what happens. You know does how does China address? Their property crisis. Um, we have to see exactly, um, you know, the the, the spillover effect, um, and and then also too, I think for the market as they start to price in higher for longer, there's going to be a lot of you know volatility that comes out of fixed income, and I think that's going to pr- be the primary driver. So, um, I'm. I know bonds can be boring, but uh, I think <laughs> for currency traders, it's going to be extremely important to get a better sense on, on how that um, that's going to really, I think, drive the, the dollar trade probably for the next couple quarters.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yields being an incredibly important thing. And, and like you said, it, it may be a boring market, but I don't think I've ever met personally uh, a trader who focused very heavily on bonds that, that didn't at least uh, have a couple of years behind them in the markets, right? It's usually more of a veteran's market, at least from, from my experience. One thing also that will move yields, uh, most likely, is of course tomorrow's meeting. We have um, the, the Fed meeting uh, minutes, which could be, uh, of course, market moving. And then on Thursday, we do have some uh, Uh, We do also have uh, unemployment claims as well. So we do have a busy rest of the week. We'll be back with more commentary on all of that with you guys here on the podcast. Make sure to follow, subscribe wherever you're listening uh, so you can get more content in the future. And Ed, thank you very much for joining me on the show. My pleasure.
0: Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by